Next on Brothers Balling, we talk the Dame trade, we make our picks, and we think about what if certain things did not break the way they have in the past. Brothers Balling, coming at you. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again, everyone, to a Friday night edition of Brothers Balling. We are brothers biologically. And, you know, in terms of our love for sports, we're brothers balling on Friday night. Brother one, John, say what's up to the people. How's it going, people? Uh, 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 lots in store. Can't wait to break it down for you. We love you. Let's go. Yeah, it's great. And I'm Rob, and... um. We're getting started, like I said, on a Friday night. This is the night before Colorado and USC tussle. And USC brings Colorado to their second consecutive loss. But before <laughs> uh, that takes place, we're going to wow. talk a little bit, uh, some current events. This week, um, the Dame Lillard saga finally came to an end with Damian Lillard uh, being traded, not to the Miami Heat like everybody was expecting, but to the Milwaukee Bucks making Milwaukee still one of the top two teams in the East. Um, so, John, your thoughts on, one, Lillard not going to Miami, and, two, your thoughts on the trade? Um, overall, I think the trade worked well. I think the Bucks got, you know, Drew, Drew Holiday is a, is a really good player, um, but, but, but Dame is just, you know, a lightning score and someone that can run the offense when – uh, Giannis is on the bench, so so I think the Bucks did good. Um, the Blazers, I, I know a lot of people questioned what the Blazers got. I'm like, they got an unprotected 2029 pick, they got swap rights on the Bucks 2028 and 2030, which they're probably going to exercise. Um, DeAndre Ayton, I think, is a, is a piece. Drew Holiday is going to get traded. Um, I don't believe Drew Holiday is going to. He may start, you know, if it's not a good enough offer, he may start the season on the Blazers. But trust me, by the trade deadline, he will be gone. Um, the question is what teams are going to be, are, you, you know, what teams are in the sweepstakes for a guy like Drew? I think a lot of contenders would like to add a piece like that. And they're, and they're going to have to think about what can they move in order for – this happened. I heard a rumor that the Lakers are interested, but the Lakers don't really have any anything to to move that the Blazers would want. So they would need a third team that that would be willing to dump some assets in order to get Drew. So I think each team did okay. Now the Suns, um, to me, the Suns had to get rid of Aiden because I don't think there was enough basketball to go around to feed four people, and I think he would have been disgruntled the entire season, um, even though. Um, Frank Vogel is a coach who coaches bigs very well. He had Hibbert, you know, he did well with, with Anthony Davis. He knows how to coach bigs. He coaches bigs very well. If you look at his history. Um, but I think for Aiton going to the Blazers, he's, he's with Scooter. Um, it's a young core. They're you know, there's going to be some flashes of them beating some teams some nights, but, 
I don't expect them to compete in the Western Conference at all. Um, I think they'll be good. You're talking, talking about uh, the Trailblazers. About Portland? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Suns, I think, improve. You know, people say, well, what, what the Suns got the scraps. I think the Suns improved in terms of role players to complement the three-headed monster they have. Um, so, so, like, you know, I, I, th- I think, you know, yes, Grayson Allen has been traded again, but, but Grayson Allen is a serviceable player. Um, and, and, you know, yeah. the other pieces that they got, they got serviceable pieces because when you look at who they had outside of their big three, these were guys that are 13th, 14th, and 15th players on the bench that was surrounding those guys. And so they've improved there. I think the Blazers got, you know, good pieces. If You know, we need to see what the picks become, even though they're so far out. Yeah. Um, exactly. I think, I think overall it was a good trade for everybody. Everybody, in, in essence, got what they wanted. Mm. Well, I, I'll, well, I'll well, say this. There's one more thing I want to add, though. Um, and I think basically Milwaukee doing this trade, I think Milwaukee's trying to let Giannis know that we're serious about winning. And that's the reason why they did this yeah. trade. Yeah. All right. Take uh, it away. I think the most. I think the key to this trade is going to be what Portland gets for Drew Holiday. Um, because basically you get three picks, uh, three first-round picks. Uh, you get DeAndre Ayton. That's that's a big contract. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayton is making close to $30 million a year. Um, so, you know, you're going to be a bad team. When you're a bad team, you would preferably like to be cheap and bad. Mm-hmm. But between the five years and 160 for Jeremy Grant, which I don't know if they're going to get out of that, um, mm-hmm. and the contract for Aiton, that's close to what? It's about 60 million. Mm-hmm. You're about what you're looking at between two guys. Oh, uh, that excuse are not me. Did I forget Anthony Simons? Yeah, Anthony Simons making about 20 something million dollars. Yeah, a year. he's making 25 so, million. Yeah. So, like, you're close to 100, you know. Not or ninety million with three guys, and you're going to be a bad team. So I don't mm-hmm. know how well Portland has done so far with this trade because you got the picks. Now you your hope is that you know by the time those uh, twenty twenty eight and twenty thirty picks come around that you can actually take advantage of a swap. Um, if you're still a bad team in those years and Milwaukee is a mediocre team or halfway decent, those swaps will mean nothing. Um, and then the 2029 pick, you hope, you know, by that time Giannis is uh, in his mid-30s, he's not the same player, or if he's even on the Bucs at, at that point. So, um, you know, that's a hope for Portland. So Portland's more like to be, con- I guess, to be continued. Milwaukee got better offensively, got worse defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that how that but works. If I not- pick. Rob, yes, they got worse defensively, but still, they have two top defensive player of the year candidates in Brooke Lopez and Giannis still in their squad. Yeah. But my, here's my issue. Who's guarding on the perimeter? Which got, guys? Who's, you got who's Middleton. Now, you now, got guys. Well, Middleton hasn't been the same since, since that knee injury. Um, right. Now, if you're, we're going to be a year removed. We're going to be a year removed from the injury. He should perform. Yeah. We'll, better. Yeah. We'll see. If you're gonna, if Jay Crowder can be the defensive stalwart that he's been in the past, potentially you may have something. But I don't know if you're going to be starting Jay Crowder. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. Um, Phoenix got 
Uh, I think more depth in Grayson Allen. Nasir Little is going to be interesting to me. Um, a team like Phoenix, for them, they're likely going to be running a whole lot to try to get easy baskets because they can score. They can. They're going to be some nights. They're just going to devastate teams. Yep. Literally, the team will. Their opponent's going to have a good night. Probably put up 110, 115, 120, and still get beaten by like 15, 20 points because Phoenix is just going to devastate you with the their ability to score. They have shooters. Eric Gordon, uh, Yuda Watanabe uh, is a you know is a good shooter, especially from the corner. Grayson Allen can shoot. They have guys. Nasir Little is a good athlete. You need guys like that that can play defense. Joshua Kogi, another one. Um, you have some really really good. Uh, players and good athletes. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what how it works. I think Yusef Nurkic will play the role that they need him to play uh, better than Aiton. Aiton would want the ball, and he's gonna he's gonna want to get his shots up. And that I think, like you said, would have been a problem for Phoenix. You get a guy like Nurkic who is not gonna you know require as much when it comes to you know touches. And getting in the uh, in getting shots up, you have three guys that are going to get a lot of shots up and can score. So it's interesting to see what happens. But for me, Portland, I got to see what they get for Drew Holiday. That's going to be you know how I determine whether or not they made a good trade because you know Miami, according to reports, was were offering three picks, two swaps, and a cu- couple of young players, and then the opportunity for them to flip Tyler Hero. So I don't know, you know, Portland didn't want Tyler Hero. Yeah, but then you you could have flipped him just just like Portland doesn't want Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday should not play a game in Portland. He should be traded before the season starts. Like you know, it's tough that he's getting traded now. He's you know been a a warrior. I mean, no pun intended in terms of him being a, an actual Golden State Warrior, but a warrior. Uh, you know, ever since he's been in Milwaukee, helped him win a championship. Uh, trade him and get him on a team. Um, but. You know, if it was on the Warriors, that'd be pretty interesting too. So, well, um, from what I yeah. hear, Portland is looking for picks. Portland is looking for draft yeah. picks. If they can, if they can flip him for three, three picks, I think they'll be they'll take it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, interesting trade. Uh, I don't know if it changes the balance of power in the East or in the West. I still, I, I thought Phoenix was going to be a team to be, to be reckoned with before this trade. They'll be. Still a team to be working with after this trade. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, so our conversation today, what we want to talk about is, you know, sports is always comes down to that one play, that one moment, that one game. So we talked about, we want to talk about some what ifs, you know, scenarios. What if certain things happened, uh, you know, that may have potentially changed the course of history? Um, you know, we talked about situations that come to mind. Kevin Durant. Uh, his shoe size was one size. If his shoe was one size smaller, and it it was a three instead of a two against Milwaukee, you know, what happens? Um, but the one we want to tackle first, uh, that same you know playoff series, Kyrie Irving and James Harden both get injured. Um, mm-hmm. James Harden got injured in game. Remember the series, and what we're talking about are the twenty twenty one Eastern Conference semifinals between the Nets and the Bucks. Uh, you know, James Harden, Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving. We're playing with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, James Harden gets hurt in game one of that series. Uh, Brooklyn goes on to win that game and then goes on to win game two of that series, both in blowout fashion. Then Kyrie Irving goes down in game three 
Okay. Um, and, you know, the Bucks subsequently come back and win the series in game seven. Even though Harden comes back, Harden is literally on one leg and Milwaukee turns out to win the championship. So the question, what if Kyrie Irving and James Harden did not get injured? I believe wholeheartedly if those two guys do not get injured, that team wins the championship because the winner of that series ends up playing the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Because remember, this is the series where Ben Simmons had his nervous breakdown, his last game with, with the Sixers, uh, passed up the easy layup, uh, and the Hawks made the Eastern Conference Finals, have not made the Eastern Conference Finals since, even though it's been a couple of years, uh, and probably will not make the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I believe Brooklyn wins the title. The narrative is totally different, but I still think that those guys probably eventually get traded away anyway. Um because they're all three of them are like, uh, you know, I think I have personality issues that kind of make it make it difficult to kind of deal with them at times. Um, so my thought on the on the Brooklyn Nets twenty twenty one. What if the whole narrative would have been different? James Harden would have had a ring, uh, probably would have resigned. Kyrie likely would have resigned, uh, and Kevin Durant, you know, had already resigned. You know, resigned after. Uh, but I still think all those guys probably would have got traded. Um, they're really, I think, from a team standpoint, probably hard to get along with. But what are your thoughts on what if those two guys did not get hurt during that series? I don't think anything would have been different. <laughs> you still I, think they would have lost to the Bucks? I still think they would have lost to the Bucks. I just, I just for wow. the Bucks, I just for the Bucks would have found a way to win the series. It, to me, everything lined up for them. I, I just think that sometimes certain teams are just destined to do something. The same time, the same year when Toronto, when they got Kawhi Leonard, they mm-hmm. were destined to win. Um, I just mm-hmm. think I just think the Bucks that year were determined. Giannis was determined. They would have found a way to win the series. I think I think the games would we may we probably would have had more games going to overtime. Um, in this series, but I just feel because there's one thing that. Kyrie and Harden don't do well, and that's play defense. Okay, mm-hmm. and so I just feel when the rubber meets the road, when you need stops. Um, now I think Durant would have been fresher than a stretch of the games, but because there's so much ball to to pass around, and all three of those guys need, you know, Durant less than Harden and Kyrie. Those guys need to. Feel the ball. They gotta feel the ball. Um, I just mm-hmm. feel that it, it, it would have been some situations down the stretch where it could have got them in trouble. I just, I don't think anything changed for me. I don't think anything changes. You know, I just feel like the Bucks were destined that year. It was just their year, and however which way it happened, it happened. Um, so I don't think spoken like a tr- spoken like a true Nick fan uh, who does not want to give any credit to any team in the tri-state area, including the, the Brooklyn Nets. Who, who, you know, I mean, listen, it was a failed experiment, but that was one of the most talented teams in recent memory. They just could not stay on the court together. Well, a lot of that had to do with Kyrie and the shenanigans he pulled the following year, but. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that after those first two games in which Brooklyn rolled Milwaukee, 
they literally stomped them twice. Mm-hmm, yeah, I don't think Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee would have come back um, mm-hmm, and yeah. won that series. But you know, l- yeah. l- listen. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, hypotheticals are just that hypotheticals, and the Milwaukee Bucks do have shiny hardware to us, to, 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 you know, to celebrate. So, uh, but I believe that could have changed history. Another game that could have changed history back in 1994. This may hurt. Oh, God. This may sting. This may sting as a Knicks fan, but I'm going to say it anyway. It doesn't sting me at all at this point in life. Okay, because remember that year, OJ went postal, driving on the on the on the freeway, white Bronco. That's the story from 1994. But people don't remember in Game Six of the NBA Finals that year, the New York Knicks had a chance to win the NBA Finals and win and grab a championship, that elusive championship that they had not. You know, one since the seventies. Unfortunately, John Stark showed up. John Stark showed up. What, what was he? You remember his stat line in that game? Was he what? what, what three for twenty-one. Oh, of what? Nine from threes. Like this is before Steph Curry when when shooting nine threes in the game was a normal day in the office for Steph Curry. This is John Starks, who shot. Who was so he was like the, you know the the. Uh, Thermostat. If we if he's running just, hot, just get to the point. The just get to, to the point. I'm just saying, if John Stars doesn't have an all-time horrible game, do the Knicks win the championship against their Houston Rockets? I'm interested to hear yes, your, the, your take. Yes, on this. the Knicks would have won the championship. Of course, the Knicks of course. Won the of course yeah. Um at the time yeah. they were playing, they had the Houston Rockets on the ropes. John Starks mm-hmm. John Starks blew the game. Um you know, Pat Riley, Pat Riley was in love with John Starks. This was Pat Riley's biggest mistake. He didn't know how to put the put the leash on John Starks and, and allow mm-hmm. John Starks. The issue with John Starks was he thought he was a superstar and he really was a role player. Yeah. Okay? And so yes. his yes. his his mindset is what cost the Knicks a championship. Um, but mm-hmm. Um, so yes, the Knicks would have won the title, but the Rockets, listen, the Rockets needed John Starks to, to shoot that bad. Cause once that happened, the whole mentality of the team, it was done at that point. I knew they would have lost game seven. Hmm. Um, because I, I'm a firm believer in a closeout game, close the team out. You don't want to stretch the series because when you stretch a series, bad things can happen. And his yes, his yes. his poor shooting happened, and it cost the Knicks a championship. And that's that. You know, fans have to live with that. And at this point, it's been twenty plus years. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm like, it, it happened. I, it's done. I'm not worried about those teams anymore. We have a new team. I'm just worried about the future, how well we build a team in New York. And all I care about is a team that is contending. And getting closer every year to a championship. I just, I, I, I want a contender in New York City. That's all. All right. I'm so happy for you, you know, to turn the page on that. I know it still hurts you. No, um, it, it now, does not. Um, just to be accurate, the game was game seven. It was game seven in which it took place. Starks was two of 18, including one. Now, granted, before through the first three quarters, John Starks was one for eight. Okay, one of the he was having a tough game. 
Okay, get to the to point. Down. He was two of eighteen, and he, he shot it. two of Golly. eighteen in the in, in the game. I mean, listen, John, you've claimed that you're over it, yet you I'm, seem so upset with me. I'm being, over it. I'm just because I'm just the stating people facts. don't care. The people don't care. I'm stating they facts. Knew, the they knew the guy Knicks had a bad game. Get to the John point. Starks shot four for eighteen, or maybe five of eighteen. The Knicks maybe have a chance. But the best player in that series was the team Olajuwon, and uh, I don't know if that would have changed anything. Uh, so just to be a contrarian, Rockets would have won anyway. Now um, we're going to move to football, okay? As John rubs his forehead in despair, uh, in two thousand and one, the Patriots had not yet won their first title, and they were playing in a snowy game in in Foxborough against the Oakland Raiders, where Charles Woodson stripped Tom Brady of the football. Uh, Oakland recovers the, the ball. However, that call was overturned. The New England Patriots are able to kick a field goal to send that game to overtime and eventually win the game. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're frozen. Do we have a dynasty? If the tuck roll, which I still don't understand, but... If that was rule of fumble, like it probably should have been. Do the Patriots have, have have a dynasty? I think the Patriots still have a dynasty because they would, you know, they ended up winning other championships after that. But I think Brady would have had six instead of seven. Um, I really uh-huh. thought that was the Raiders' year. The Raiders, the Raiders were came into Foxborough in the snow. The, um, they played a hell of a game, and unfortunately, a bad call cost them an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. And they never recovered after that. Um, so mm-hmm. um, it was unfortunate because remember a couple of years prior to that, they went to the Super Bowl against the the Buccaneers. And, and, and lost. And lost. And, and so, you know, it's unfortunate what happened. Um, I don't think it, you know, messes up the dynasty per se. Um, just that the dynasty wouldn't have started when it started. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, it was unfortunate. It, you, you know, I'm not saying that the Raiders would have won the Super Bowl, but it robbed them of a chance of going to the Super Bowl. Um, and so, you know, the rest is history. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback that ever played. And I think even if he lost that game, I still think he'd be regarded as one of the best quarterbacks ever played a game because um, he has more rings than anybody. So, um, you know, I don't think it derailed the well, dynasty. Well, I mean, but it was a bad call. It was a bad call. Yeah, it's interesting because the, you know, in order to be that champion, you got to get that first one. And it would have been difficult, you know, for me. I don't know if Patriots would have been that successful because that game really won. It helped Tom Brady, uh, you know, I guess kind of build the mystique or the legend of Tom Brady started, you know, that year. It's just really interesting to see how things, how confidence can really work its way um, and really galvanize the little team up. So I don't know, like you said, there's no way they don't win any championships um, if that call is called a fumble. But I really, it's interesting, interesting to me to see how great this team would have been down the stretch if not for that moment, because that moment really gave them the confidence that they needed in order to advance in the playoffs and, you know, eventually win the Super Bowl against the Rams that started this whole thing off. And then eventually, um, you know, like you said, the rest is history. Tom Brady, 
uh, the Patriots, Belichick, just uh, a great one of the greatest runs in the history of sports, uh, that New England Patriots team. Um, but that is definitely a what if. It would have changed the potentially could have changed the legacy of coaches for the Raiders. Um, I'm not. I don't remember if Rich Gannon was still the quarterback of that team. He was. Um, I he probably was. so yeah. So it could. I think more so for the Raiders. It affected their legacy. That would have been another championship. I think the winner of that game was going to, you know, represent the AFC. Do the Rams end up winning uh, that Super Bowl if it's against the Raiders? Probably. And then, you know, things can change, um, you know, historically. So our last what-if scenario is uh, happened last season in the NFC Championship game. The Niners are down to no quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, who still has never lost a game. He's never lost again. They started to finish, which is crazy. Um, if Brock Purdy never gets hurt, do the, do the Niners play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? This one is hard for me because the Eagles are a really good team. Well-coached, well-disciplined. Uh, him getting hurt made it a little bit easier for the Eagles. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if they still – I don't know if they overcome and win. Um, you know, it this you know the Eagles were a very good, well disciplined, well oiled machine. Um, and it, you know if if not for one mistake, um, they would have won a Super Bowl. And so, um, this one is hard. I don't know. My gut tells me the game would have been. To me, the Eagles, the Eagles would have still found a way to win. Um, they still would have found a way to win the game. Now, you know, granted, this year we'll get to see when they meet. I believe they meet during the season, so we'll get to see. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that changes. I think it may it may have changed the final score, but I still believe the Eagles would have won. Wow. That, that's what my gut tells yeah, me. Yeah, I think – Yeah. Yeah, I think that that year, last year, um, the Eagles would have won the game, but I think regardless, they were a better team that year. The roster, Niners roster is just as good as any roster in the NFL. The Eagles are right up there with them. I think those are the two best rosters in the league. Uh, I, I think the countdown. Cl- yeah, they would have won the game. Um, it's very interesting to see how that would have played out. If Brock Purdy was able to provide any kind of offense um, for the San Francisco 49ers in that game. So those are just some like some what if scenarios. What if something happened a different way? What if somebody didn't get hurt? What if somebody was able to make a play they weren't able to make? Um, so that's really one of the best things about sports. There's always that what if um, factor. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking on the Brothers Ballin uh, Facebook group about some of the what ifs and probably see if some of our, you know, fans have some of the uh, their favorite what if moments uh, in sports. Now, the last part of our uh, show, we're focused on a week four picks. John, so far, so far, this has been a great year for you. You are up seven games after three weeks. You must feel like you are on cloud nine right now. You can't do anything wrong. You I, are ten and I six don't. for three consecutive weeks. I don't feel well, like I'm well, about well, that. I want to destroy well, you. Well, you. Of course, I I I feel the same way. If I if you got handled the way 
I handled you last year. So I can no, definitely no, no. understand. I want to be I want to no. be like 80, 90 games clear of you. You're not going to be 80, 90 games clear of me. That's not going. You're not going to come close to that. As a matter yeah. of fact, the decline in your lead is going to start this week. All right. So uh, obviously, uh, there was a game last night: the Packers and the Lions. I have your pick. You picked the Packers. I'm already up one game on you already because I picked the Lions. I don't know why you picked the Packers. I don't know. Maybe it's Jordan Love. You had love for him. It was in, in Green Bay. Whatever it was, you were wrong. So you already have lost the game on that lead. Uh, Lions whooped up 34-20 to 20 on the Packers. But there are other games that are going to be played, so you do have a chance to kind of build it no, back up. Let's see what happens. There's plenty of games. Yes, plenty of games. John, Falcons and the Jaguars are going overseas and playing in London. Yes. Okay. Wembley Jaguars. 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 I got the Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars. I agree. I like. I like the Jaguars in, in that game. Commanders and Eagles. Do the Eagles remain undefeated? I have the Eagles undefeated. Okay. You you have them beating the uh, Commanders. Yep. Eagles by seven. This is the this is the game of the week. Bills and the Dolphins. This game is in Buffalo. Which is an advantage for Miami because it's not too cold yet in Buffalo. What do you think happens? I got the Bills winning. I agree. I do have the Bills winning. I think Miami falls from the ranks of the unbeaten, but I would not be surprised if the Dolphins hang 40 and beat the Bills. Broncos and the blame game Bears, Justin Fields against Russell Wilson. I like the Denver Broncos in this game. John, you probably don't agree. I got the Bears. I got the Bears finally getting their first one. All right. Congratulations. Let's see what happens there. Ravens and the Browns. Everything in me wanted me, you know, was pointing to take the Browns. But I think after that tough loss against the Colts, Ravens will find something. They'll get some starters back, have some juice in their tank, and they'll beat the Browns. John, you agree with me? Yeah, I got the Ravens by two. All right. Steelers and Texans. Texans got their first win of the season. Last week, uh, the Steelers are two and one. Will they be three and one mm-hmm. at the end of this week? I got the right. Steelers I are agrees. four. I agree. Steelers by by two possessions. Vikings and the Panthers. I like the Vikings to get their first win of the game. Both these teams are coming in first win of the season. Both teams are coming in with um zero and three records. John, you think uh, Carolina or Minnesota comes out with a win? I got Vikings by four. Uh, Rams and the Colts. Uh, Colts should have or may have Anthony Richardson back. Uh, Rams are still a, a solid team. One and two, though. Uh, Colts have a better record. Will the Colts win this game? Colts will not. I got the Rams by three. All right. Division game, NFC South. Bucks at two and one. Saints at two and one. Uh, I don't think uh, Carr is going to play in this game. Derek Carr is going to play in this game. So does that mean the Buccaneers win? Yep, I got the Buccaneers winning by three. I got the Saints winning this game. One possession. I do not trust Baker Mayfield. Bengals and the Titans. Titans have been struggling. Bengals got their first win of the season last week. Will they get two in a row? Yes, they will. The I, got, I got the Bengals winning. Bengals by five. All right. I agree. I I agree. Bengals one possession. Raiders and Chargers. Chargers, I feel, will win this game uh, by multiple scores. Uh, Do you agree that the Chargers are going to win this game, John? 
I got a close game. I got the Chargers by four. Okay. Niners, Cardinals. I know the Cardinals beat the Cowboys last week, but the Cowboys are not the Niners. I don't think the San Francisco is going to let that slide uh, by the next week. Do you do you think they beat the Arizona Cardinals? I got them winning by a touchdown. I think they're going to win by multiple scores. Chiefs, I- Jets, Sunday night. Chiefs, double digits. I agree, double digits. Then Monday night, my squad, New York Football Giants. Saquon may not play. Um, Seattle has a number of starters injured. Who wins this game? I got the Giants winning. I got the Giants winning at home um, by three points. I love I love my Giants, but I'm picking against them this week. Um, oh, I like wow. Seattle to send my team a one and three. Uh, so, uh, you know, these picks are in. I think this this is good money. You guys should be able to get some good picks. Look at this uh, this week and see some uh, pretty exciting football. That Bills Dolphins game is going to be the I think to me the game of the week. Uh, Bills, I think it's a high scoring game to beat Miami. Yeah, I I don't see any of the defenses really slowing down. Even though the Bills have a pretty good defense, um, you know it's pretty interesting to me to see how this game goes. Can they slow down that vaunted Miami pass attack? Uh, hit us up. You can hit us up on Facebook uh, at Brothers Ballin uh, Sports. We have a Facebook group, uh, plenty of conversation, plenty of fun to you know go back and forth with sports. Uh, Instagram at Brothers Ballin Podcast. Gmail. You can hit us up via email, bloodbrothersballin at gmail.com. Guys, set your fantasy lineups. Don't screw your season up by having injured guys in your lineup. Be a good brother. Be a good sister. Take care. Peace.